0: Do you lose as gracefully as you win?
1: season three of the Stinky Cast. I, of course, am Jay Skapnak, your host, joined here, as always, by Brent Bush. And we had an extremely productive and eventful week six in the Stinky League. We had some heat emanating out of the kitchen in Naples, Florida, Brent. We will get to that, and we will get to much, much more as we work towards the midway point of the regular season uh, in fantasy this year. But Brent, first, before I turn it over to you to welcome everybody, uh, hopefully we can we can slide down the music here because I have to get something off of my chest, Brent, before, before we get into the show. I owe a couple of people a big apology, and I would like to get that out of the way right now at the beginning of the show. To Mark Spross, I'm sorry to Mikey Schwartz. I'm sorry to you partner. I am sorry to hot stove. I'm sorry to Joey mad dong bags. I'm sorry. And to Puerto Rican Brian. I am extremely very sorry. I'm sorry to all of you who accrued a loss this week in fantasy football. Despite my fraudulent bum team getting a win with 95 points, it's disgusting. It's reprehensible. I take no pride in it. That's not what I'm all about, Brent. And I just wanted to start off the show apologizing to everyone that took an L with more points than me this week. I will strive to do better. It's my goal to do better. This is not acceptable. And I just wanted to get that off my chest.
2: Well, all right. I wasn't uh, I wasn't really prepared for that uh, for that open, but yeah, like you said, uh, we'll get to that game in the recaps. But it was definitely a wet, wild shit show of a weekend that we had down there. Thanks to the commish for hosting such a great time. And uh, you know, like you said, the someone left the oven on in the kitchen because that was pretty hot in there. And uh, and we're gonna have to get into the feedback here to see what else came out of the weekend. So I'm not going to waste any more time after that big, grandiose apology, and uh, we'll get right into
1: it. Frankie's Feedback Feedback. Corner.
0: Welcome back to Sunday Night Football. I'm Troy Aikman, here with my co-host Joe Buck. Joe, I got to tell you, I just had a beautiful little slice of chocolate ganache cake it reminds me of that little slice of heaven that they call Booby's team. Let me tell you about this team, Joe. Came in here and it was a barn burner and let me tell you Booby had it the whole way. Goes to 2 and 4 and Joe, I don't know about you, but this Booby team is a team to watch. The only thing that's fresh about this Biden team is absolutely nothing because it's a Democratic party.
2: All right. So we have a character back from last season. I like this character, the Troy character. I kind of missed him, to be honest. And you know, we got a little gloating about about a w for two two and four team. like to see like to see the character come back, the gloating, yeah, we'll see.
1: Brent, like I said, he's back, baby, like I said last week. You get one win in this guy, and the energy is back. you You make it two wins in a row. And like you said, we'll get into. Uh, the outcomes in the, the recaps here momentarily, but you make it two wins in a row with two pretty healthy point totals, and the calls are going to start flowing, and I love to see it, friends.
0: 14.8 points, 16.5 points, 13 points,
2: 14 points, 13.2 points. <laughs>
0: QB twenty one, QB eighteen, QB twenty
2: four, QB eighteen, QB twenty two. Whew, yeah. that's that's a tough one there. I feel his pain there. Th- those those quarterback numbers that he's spitting out there for the week that he ha- the for the season that he's gotten from his quarterback play, pretty brutal. And you're not you're not going to have a lot of success. Like we've said it many times with your quarterback putting up that many points. Yeah, Brent. it look,
1: I, you walk a very delicate line, like a tightrope of sorts uh, every year when you're drafting with quarterback position, you know, you don't, you don't want to spend in my estimation over double digits on a quarterback. Uh, really. I don't like to penetrate that 8 million uh, layer on a quarterback with that said, You don't want to cheap out totally on a quarterback. You have to be very confident if you're going to go bargain hunting for a quarterback that, again, you're going to get in that 25 million dollar or that 25 uh, point average uh, per game. Because, look, if you're getting sub 20s every week from your quarterback, it's going to be very, very difficult to win games. And unfortunately, that's where our great friend of the show, Mad Dong Bags, finds himself in to this point of the season.
2: Yeah, I'd be willing to bet this might be changing his strategy for next year in terms of uh, his quarterback spending at the draft. I think he's had enough with the bargain strategy, and I feel like he might be just ready to say, you know, like, screw it. I'm, I'm getting a locked in quarterback. I'm not dealing with this next year.
1: Right. Fuck it. I'm getting Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. That's it.
2: right. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was one of his strategies going in.
1: I agree and you know I hate to see him struggling like this heading into a week with five weeks when he's playing me So obviously I hate to see that because uh, he's a great friend of the show
2: Right, and this might alter his opinion on two quarterback leagues because I don't think he's in love with the one quarterback league right now Correct All right, so let's get into the next one here
0: Hello This is booby I'm here at the game playing uh My team started, we're scoring points and doing plays. I'm just wondering, is the rest of Brent's team going to show up? Um, It looked like a couple of players played, but I don't know. I I looked at the scoreboard, it seems like maybe half of them aren't playing. I was wondering if the rest of his team is going to show up anytime soon. Um, I'm not going to have my phone on me because I'm going to be on the field coaching, but... uh, I have my wife phone with me, so just give me a call there. Uh, that number is 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF.
2: Wow, Again, another one. We have a, a different tone, different character, same message, pumping his chest about a victory in, in week six. And like you said, here comes the energy from from one of the, the butt-smear bottom teams just pumping
1: his chest for a win. He's back, baby. The kitchen was searing with heat this week from Naples, Brent. Uh, You know, I, I don't really get a chance. I never flex about my own team, as you know, and I haven't really had the opportunity to flex about the kitchen much this season. But Naples, Florida, Brent, it was hot. It was hot out there, it was unseasonably warm in the upper 80s in Naples, and I think the heat was just coming out of the kitchen area because we'll talk about it when we get into these recaps, but the kitchen was a clean sweeper this weekend, and Mike Booty, in particular, is feeling it. So, you know, he's in fuego, Brent. Is there anything else from Michael Booty?
0: Hey, Brent, this is Booty. Yeah, Uh, fuck you. Your team is fucking a hot, steamy bag of garbage. And oh, by the way, oh, Booty's team's having problems. Oh, red alert. His players aren't playing up to their capacity. Oh, Booty's not going to win. Oh, let's take a shot at Booty every week. Well, sorry that I beat you, bro. I'm really really sorry that I beat you you Jew fuck all
2: right jay you want to take this one cuz I'll close out the feedback corner off after you're done here
1: Arr! cue the post Brent. we need to we need to beat that one out Brent. um obviously there's a few choice words there some stuff that we don't condone in this stinky cast but he was really he was feeling it he Booty from downtown with three calls. Uh, the the shirt was off. The chest was flared out, and he was I mean he was like Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street, strolling around the kitchen area in his rental house in Naples, Florida this week, putting up the pretty healthy point total and getting the win over you. And he wants to flex, Brent, on every single area that he can. WhatsApp email text message on the stinky cast hashtag
2: I love to see it how about you never in my life have I received in- person plus text message plus email plus whatsapp plus you know I, maybe he's gonna write a letter about letting me know that he won a game this week I don't know but regardless of the fact what we have seen here in the in the six weeks so far in stinky plus the offseason we've you know transitioning is like a popular topic these days you know you know people are transitioning we we've seen him transition from bad gay to sad gay to mad gay all in six weeks it's uh, it's quite an an impressive transition i give him an applause for beating me it must have meant so much for him to beat me that he had to communicate it in so many different ways you know i i mean I'm I'm really happy for the guy. I mean, that must have made his shitty season just all the worthwhile.
1: Now, Brent, I hear that he's going to take out a full-page ad in the Philadelphia Inquirer
2: and a billboard and and a billboard. And so too. yeah,
1: exactly. The billboard's coming right next to your house. So I think it's going to be there. I, I he told me he's going to keep it up for a month. Oh wait, uh, wait. I just looked outside. He
2: rented a, a plane to to. Have one of those little messages behind it like, I won a game this week, guys. I won a game. Wow. Impressive. I don't know how much. I mean, uh, hopefully the the $100 that he won for me went towards all this ad expenditure that that he had to put out there to let the league know that he won
1: a game. Well, we'll see. It's two games now, Brent. In a row, he's got a tough game this week with a bunch of bye weeks going on, some injuries. So we'll see, uh, you know, maybe what what that might do to his matchup this week. We'll look, obviously, at at next week's slate of games later on the show, and we'll review the HSSR breakdown after six weeks. We'll see uh, maybe, you know, if there's been any movement uh, as it pertains to that based on these two wins and and his nice little point outputs these last two weeks, Uh, Brent. But first, Shall we look at the week that was in week six? Yeah, we might as well start it off with the game that he's
2: been masturbating himself in the mirror about, you know, all week. And, it's you know, this is late in the week and he's still talking about it. But it's Wednesday. Sorry for the late, um, you know, record time this week. Both of our schedules were a little hectic, coming back from vacation, jumping into the work. So we're, we're you know, we're a little bit late. We'll have to talk about FAB tonight and not know the results. So, you know, we're going to do our best here. But like I said, let's jump into this game. I'll let you take this game first.
1: Yeah, Brent, look, it was um, it it was honestly a higher scoring game for the week. This and you and I kind of highlighted this. I don't know if we did it on air, but we were speculating uh, in person in Florida that it just looks like a low scoring week. We had an explosively high scoring week last week and we thought it was going to be the polar opposite this week and that it was. 137, 118, he's the winner over you with, like I said, a higher scoring week. I believe 137 out of the commission was the third highest point total this week. Uh, coming off of last week where, you know, we had like four or five people in the 160s plus. So um, overall, a pretty good performance by Booty, especially with the fact that he only puts 13 up by her- 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 a bear, her bird, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we highlighted that in the show I hated that matchup for him. I hated it for Austin Eckler. Both came to fruition. Like I said, like we've been uh, you know, echoing all year. If you get under 25 from your quarterback, it's gonna be you're gonna be hard pressed to win a game. And lo and behold, Booty only gets 13 out of his quarterback spot. Uh, obviously he can't get that running back. At least either both both RB positions or at least one usually dogs him uh, every single week. And he only gets the four points out of out of Sony Michelle. But He makes up for it in other areas. CeeDee Lamb had a monstrous game, uh, you know, and he had some nice contributions, uh, you know, along the way. Uh, Schultz continues to be a very strong performer from him. Uh, Diggs had not an explosion game, but a nice game. He finally gets into the end zone. I think it was his second touchdown of the year. Um, You know, Kelsey, you could maybe expect to see more points there. But uh, overall, a strong scoring week for him, especially in such a low scoring week. And Brent, you had a couple culprits that you can hang your hat on for uh, as to why that you got this loss. Obviously, you were watering at the mouth for your wide receiver matchup. I think you need look no further than Chase McLaren. Chase, not necessarily that disappointed with four for 97, maybe expecting more, though. And then McLaren was your big downer this week. Uh, I think all of us were expecting a behemoth game from him against that poop Kansas City defense and he only puts up five points.
2: Yeah, what I think happened there is, is uh, you know, Booby got really lucky in the fact that McLaren came up with a with, like, a hamstring injury, like, really late in the week. I think it was Friday, maybe even Saturday. But I think it was Friday, and he was obviously hampered by that hamstring injury going into, like you said, a big matchup that he could have exploited against Kansas City. So he completely got lucky and dodged a bullet with that one. And, you know, there was several other plays that could have that could have ruined him this week that he definitely lucked out on. So, you know, like you said, he, uh, you know, he got the 137, not a crazy score by any means 137. I, you know, that's, that's right around the average where you expect to be, you know, like we said, like 60, 70% chance, maybe you win a game. So, you know, good on him. Congrats on the win. And uh, we'll move on to the next game, which is Rustle versus you, the game that you opened up the cast with this week with a big apology. And, you know, we everyone was saying it, that you were going to win the game. Look at, I mean, he got a zero from a running back and .6 from the other running back. And that was, you know, highlighted as the main reason where we thought you you had no chance to lose this game. Even with your worst week of the season, you still pull out a victory because you get, you know, look, you get another Robert Woods touchdown. And the empty set.
3: Stafford over the middle. He's got Robert Woods, and Robert Woods has a touchdown, and the Rams have the lead.
2: And you get a huge game from Noah Fant with 24 points. He was the, I think, the tight end one on the entire week. And not only that, but I think um, Russ's tight end, Knox, I saw that he, I think, fractured his hand in that game on Monday night. So, you know, I think I said he was going to have what, three catches for 40 yards? He ended up with three for twenty-five, but he th- didn't he throw? Did he throw a two-point
1: conversion? He did with the broken hand.
2: Wow, impressive, but not enough to save him from you know the ninety-five to ninety-two W that you walk away with this week.
1: Yeah, Brent. I obviously we didn't, we, we can go through the picks here. I think I, I I come out looking pretty good on the picks. I I was down one or two, and now I think I'm up two or three on you. Um, this is the one that I missed I did pick my I picked Russ you picked me and it look it was just it wasn't necessarily because I thought Russ is gonna have a big week it's because I didn't like any of my matchups this week and it all came to fruition just as I saw it I'm gonna use that word again uh, because like everything I foresaw happening happened like I got I got practically nothing from almost anyone uh DeAndre Swift had a nice little game for me but 15's not, like, a crazy game. Uh, Noah Fant is really the o- – Noah Fant is the one and only player that went pretty much o- – he is the only player that went over projection. Um, and there are a ton of underperformers. So, I, I obviously, I got pretty lucky here. Um, you know, like you said, the 0, the 0.6. Uh, Russ got the injury. Um, I think Paris Campbell got hurt pretty early in the game after catching a 50-yard touchdown – um, but I did get the the injury on K- Kadarius Toney, who played only five snaps in the game and had three catches for 36 yards and five snaps. So he probably would have had a much bigger game than the five points there. All told, this is just an ass of a week. It's, it's heinous. It really drops me in the point standings, which we'll cover later on in the HSSR standings. And again, it leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. I hate this win. I just hate it. Um, obviously, as I said, you're not going to, you're not gonna, you know, just turn. Oh, you're not gonna decline a win, uh, but it, it's it's just a it's just a dirty, disgusting win. And uh,
2: well, I'll tell you it, what, I know that the cars that park behind you would have rathered you have a better week this week as
1: well. Uh, yes, there. We, you know, I don't. That's uh, <laughs> kind of a joke. but yeah. Naples. Uh, let's just say, hopefully, there's no camera feeds anywhere around uh, where we parked
2: good call so (laughs) let's move on to the next game that is the god you know do you want to talk about this tj prb game because tj is just it's he's just destroying the every everyone that he faces it's just ridiculous fueled by of course king henry derrick henry with another three touchdown game where he breaks another 50 plus yard touchdown and you know he he gets russell wilson hurt he throws Kirk Cousins in, 37 points, and then you know Gesicki, who's honestly, he's having a pretty great year. <laughs> this Gesicki guy that you love, and you know he gets a nice contribution from Henderson. It's like, what is gonna what is gonna slow TJ's team down at this point? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna you know say like injury will do it because you know I want to I don't want to put any kind of hex on him, but Jesus, like nothing else is gonna stop this guy.
1: Yeah, This. speaking of which, I believe you had PRB to win this game. I do. Uh, I had TJ as my lock of the week in this game uh, because I just foresaw this coming, not even to this degree necessarily. Like, all week, I was looking at that Kirk Cousins start, and I was like, look, TJ doesn't, look, he's not even spent a single cent on Fab, I don't think. Well, that's going to
2: end because he is at the point Coming into tonight, where he needs to spend to to field a quarterback.
1: Correct. He's got Kirk Cousins on bye, and he's got uh, uh, Russell Wilson on IR. But um, you know, I look. He had. both leading into that, he has not spent a penny. Uh, and I was looking at that Kirk Cousins start, and I was like, "That's a stupid start." There's no way he's going to do that. Like he, like TJ, is finally for the first time all year going to make a bid on Fab pick something up uh, at the quarterback position and not play Kirk Cousins against a pretty good Carolina Panthers defense in my estimation. Nope. He just rolled with Kirk Cousins. It got to the weekend. I saw Kirk Cousins in there. I'm like, OK, oh, ma- maybe TJ will lose this game.
3: It's in for Cook. Second down at 13 as Cousins throws. Osborne. Touchdown. Vikings win. Uh-huh.
1: 37 points like everything is going this guy's way like there's like it just it's all turning gold for him
2: like up until up until this week the carolina panthers defense has not given up 300 yards to a quarterback all season 280 151 188 182 and then kirk cousins dropped 373 on them
1: stupid a stupid horrible start by tj and yet it goes completely right. He gets 38 from Kirk Cousins. And, I mean, like you said, Derrick Henry is churning out probably what's going to be barring injury, of course. We don't we don't speculate or want that, and I don't see it coming either because the dude is so durable. Uh, he's churning out what's likely to become the greatest fantasy season of all time. And, I mean, everything else. Look at all the other contributions he's getting on his team. Like you said, Gesicki is a great great play week in and week out and pretty soon Rob Gronkowski going to come back and Gronkowski was slaying it before he hurt his ribs. So, I mean, TJ, the biggest problem TJ is going to face is like, who do I start? Like the biggest problem is he's going to have like 25, 30 point players on his bench that he likely should have started at the end of the week, but it probably won't cost him wins anyway.
2: Correct. Yeah. So, you know, his, his just tour de force continues through the league through, Six weeks now, you know, Gary had a similar like six game run in the beginning last year where he looked unstoppable and then things kind of fell apart in the next six weeks from I think he went six up six down. So crazy things can happen. But, you know, the way that the way that it looks right now that I don't see that happening right away to to this TJ team unless he completely finds a way to
1: mismanage his team. On the on the other one, real quick, I just want to give PRB a shout out. He had 135 points. It was a good week this week. I believe it was the fourth highest score of the week. He finally has a pretty solid week and it doesn't matter. He drops to two and four. And I believe, Brent, he was two and oh.
2: Correct. And you know, he did get look, he, he's playing the Stafford Hurts thing properly. He gets, you know, thirty three out of Stafford. He gets like a nice game out of his running backs. This is probably Mixon's best game of the year so far that he got. And, you know, he he plugged in some people like Alex Collins and got like 19 out of them and finally got some something of contribution from Julio Jones. I kind of saw this week coming. That's why I picked PRB to win. I just didn't see. I thought TJ was going to have a down week. And, you know, and I thought I had the PRB side correct. But, man, did I miss on the TJ side this in this one. All right. So moving on to the next game, we have the. It's a table matchup and it's Mad Dong Bags versus mandatory black blowy Steve. Steve continues his role through the league and puts up another 145. Kyler Murray gets four touchdowns this week. And, you know, Dalvin Cook is back. He he comes in with like 140 yards and a touchdown this week. And, you know, Cooper Cup is just, you know, he had a couple down weeks in there. But he is doing things so far this week or in this season i should say that i think only randy moss has done before just get the snap off
3: stafford backpedaling finds cooper cup and a burst to the end zone for another rams touchdown and cooper cup his second of the day
2: so you know cooper cup just continues to light it up for him he had another 130 and two touchdowns this week so Bags really stood no chance. Even though Bags didn't have a terrible week, he he just didn't have enough ammo to take down Durazio.
1: Yeah, I think Durazio had two bad weeks in a row, and he was crying and cursing me and saying that I've jinxed him. Look, it's this easy. It's this simple. Kyler Murray has not been good the last couple of weeks, and Cooper Cup has not been good the last couple of weeks. Both of them returned to form from earlier in the year this year, or this week. And that's as easy as it is. Like if, if Murray's in the thirties and Cooper cops back up into the mid twenties to, you know, thirties, like Durazio, the rest of his team is going to be like a solid presence there. So, I mean, it, it just, he is, he's back to normal now. And I think, This looks more like an average week to me for him than the last two weeks where I think those were outlier anomalies. And Durazio, like I said, I would not be – I said it last week. I would not be hitting the panic button if I were Steve. And here he is right back to the second highest score of the week and right back to number two overall in points, which we'll touch on that later on in the show. But, uh, you know, I think Durazio's just solidly etched in there just behind TJ – uh, for the rest of the regular season. And as it comes to bags, I mean, look, this guy was what, three and one or something? He was winning games early in the year with like 100 points, 112 points. He got a couple cheap wins, and he's still three and three. He's still right in, in striking distance in the record, but he continues to plummet in the overall point standing. He's also getting really banged up and
2: he, you know he hasn't been able to find that quarterback. He might find it this week. There's some quarterbacks out there that might be able to save him from from what he's dealing with, but he he's one of the more injured teams in the league so far and you know, you know, Gibson is playing on like a he has some injury that's just not going to get better. It's some kind of shin injury. So like I feel like he's like a ticking time bomb in terms of them just eventually pulling the plug and out on him and saying he's done. So I mean, we'll see how that works out, but at least you know, he did handcuff you know ceh and he got a nice game from williams there so you know good on him he's he's scraping he's clawing he's doing everything he can just not enough this week like you said he drops to three and three has the same record as Durazio does now (laughs) after this week which is which is kind of crazy but you know they're obviously two teams heading in opposite directions at this point
1: yeah, Drazio's up to second in points. Bags down to, I believe, second worst in points. But like you said, they have the same record.
2: Yeah, pretty crazy. But that's why we have HSSR. We'll go over that in our next segment. But not until we finish out these recaps with Never Nude Stover against Draft Weasel. He, you know, Draft Weasel gets a win. I you know, I look at his roster and I'm like, how how did he win this week? Uh it's just Dak Prescott, pretty much, 42 points. I mean, that's like a third of his scoring this week, more than a third of his scoring from one player.
0: Oh, (laughs) nice. You're right.
3: Throws it down the field. It's caught at the 10, and this game is over. The Cowboys win it. C.D. Lamb.
2: So, you you know, I I can't see how he's strung together a winning lineup, but, you know, Never knew Stover just didn't have it this week. He is also one of the most injured teams. He has two running backs on IR, two starting running backs on IR going into this game. Didn't get enough from Devontae Adams to take down the Weasel. And, you know, you can see it in his running backs there. He was savvy enough to pick up Herbert and get 18 out of him, but you can't only go so far. He doesn't get anything out of Gainwell in that Thursday night game against the Buccaneers. And you know he's starting to get a little healthy at his receivers with Bateman, but like I said, just not enough to take down. Just I don't like I said.
1: I I guess Najee Harris, so we're going to talk about here on Weasel side. Well, I mean, yeah, Brandon. It's obviously it's a win for Tucci. Uh, You know, 120 is not going to you know set any records. And like you said, you get from Najee Harris and Dak Prescott basically they account for a little over half of the scoring. Um, for for your team, so uh, it, probably not much to celebrate other than it's a win, Brent, for the kitchen. We went over Booty's uh, win, we went over my win, and now we're we're going over a Tucci win. I I don't know that the that the kitchen has had a clean sweep all year long.
2: Wow, it uh, only took six weeks for that, huh?
1: Oh, so, so it it bear it bears some mentioning here, but yeah, not Na- Naji is uh really I mean materializing. He had a very bad opening game, but he had it against the Buffalo bills who are arguably the best defense in the NFL after that 18 points, 24 points, 18 points, 24 points and 22 points. I mean, Najee Harris is quietly or maybe not so quietly, like probably a top four running back in stinky and in just fantasy football in general. So five, five and stinky five. Okay. All right. So, a nice, I mean, a nice uh, read by by Tooch, but unfortunately, not much else has gone his way this this year, and you know, not a blow up week, Brent, by any stretch of the imagination, at 120. And when you look at his bench, zero combined points. So yeah, so it's not. And now, Brent, was this? I know, I know you. We we picked Stover. Did you have Stovers or Lock?
2: I did have Stover as my lock because I mean, look at his team. Why wouldn't I pick Stover as a lock? I mean, I mean, he he clearly just just caught some some you know crazy luck to to pull out this victory.
1: So, so we've got the in the picks you uh, you pick up the one game on me uh, with Russ, and then I pick up uh, a lock over you because this was your lock. I actually locked uh, TJ. Um, we still have games to go through. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. We still have the
2: Schwarz versus Barco game to talk about here. Barco somehow strings together a 120-106 W here. Same thing on his side. Nothing really crazy going on. No explosive performances. I mean, honestly, I think the Colts were probably his his best performer. His defense scored the most for him this week. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson had a pretty down game. I I guess, you know, nice plug in by CJ Uzoma to get that touchdown that was thrown by the backup quarterback of the Bengals after they took Burrow out of the game because they were up by so many points and Burrow didn't get that third touchdown. I mean, but he does get like 19 points. I feel like Hopkins has had like two, maybe three down weeks. He had 17 last week, but then he had three and eight before that. So. I guess it was nice for him to get a nice little DeAndre Hopkins two-touchdown game.
1: Officially the first third down of the drive, and it's DeAndre Hopkins getting his first catch. Oh, what a move! DeAndre Hopkins all the way in for the touchdown! A spectacular open field move for his fifth touchdown of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, Brent, again, like I, like we just finished saying about Tucci, like 120 points, you're not going to write home about that. Um, but you know, Barco, he's, he's just got to take whatever he can get. Obviously he's, he's very low in the point standing. He is though somehow three and three, uh, with the record. So, I mean, I, he's bottom four in scoring, I believe. I don't know. We'll check that in the HSSR standings, uh, segment. He might be higher actually now. And now, now that I think about it and honestly, he gets now up to three and three. So maybe things kind of trending up actually for Barco, um, as he had that big scoring week last week and, you got to figure you, you, you'll you see more than 13 points uh, going forward from Lamar Jackson. I mean, they put up 34 points, uh, but just not a very big output from him. Uh, maybe, you know, A.J. Brown, like, not a crazy game, 13 points, but 7 for 91. Hopefully he's maybe going to get healthy, start contributing more uh, down the stretch for Barco. And honestly, you're, you said it, the Colts with 20 points, the big swing here. The Buffalo Bills, the number one scoring defense in stinky football. Only two points, and the Colts with a 20 spot. So that, that's a big swing, an 18-point swing, obviously. And Barco wins uh, this game by 14. couple of plays on the bench, you see that that waddle with 24 points that outscore every single one of T.J. or of uh, Schwarz's wide receivers and his two flexes. So if yeah. he, he put him in, in any of those four spots, he would have won the game.
2: Uh, not – any of the four spots, I'm not sure that would have won. Actually, I think you're right. That would have won it for all of them, even even Emmanuel Sanders. I think down there. But yeah, that's 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 gonna hurt. That's gonna sting. He he had a it, it kind of wastes a big game that he got from Jonathan Taylor with 31 points. And you know he's he's not really he's another team that's that's having trouble with the quarterback uh, roulette that he's playing there. I mean Sam Darnold has Sam Darnold has fallen off. Like considerably from that stretch he was on to begin the season, so now he's putting Lawrence back out there and only getting 20 points from him. So you know he's he went with a risky rookie quarterback strategy and he's he hasn't figured it out yet. Next up we have the last game of the slate:
1: Frankie's Freak Squad versus Table Boy Sprass. Wow, well, Brent! And, I was I was trying to I was trying to gloss over two games there uh, with with the pick recap. I apologize. you were you I were. Four teams, and especially these two teams, who are two very good teams.
2: Yes, Frankie's Freak Squad has been on just like a tear, shooting up the ranks. He gets another win here, putting up one thirty. I guess this is like the fifth, sixth highest score of the week. So nothing crazy out of him, nothing freaky out of him. But it was all it was all carried. The the win was carried by Josh Allen, pretty much having a better game than uh, than Mahomes this week, with thirty seven to twenty nine. And it was kind of a matchup of uh, versus old boy Mahomes that that he's only gonna have to see once this year. And he, he comes out the victor and he gets another nice game from Antonio Brown. He had that 23 yard touchdown and Josh Allen just lit it up once again for him with three touchdowns.
3: Got him, Knox wants to throw it back for Josh Allen for the two point conversion. And it's a Buffalo special. Little razzle-dazzle. Yeah, look, obviously
1: Chubb was out uh, this week, so that, of course, affects uh, Spross's overall uh, scoring outlook. But look, Brent, like, it's again, it's happened again. Like, yeah, you said we're going to get these explosions in people's faces. We have gotten them. And I said we're going to get those weeks where, like, they're just average players. I mean, Mahomes, 30 points, that's a good game. I mean, Hell, I would have taken 30 from Brady this week. Um, And, you know, 18 from Hill, that's a pretty good game. He had 9 for 76 and a touchdown. Like, that's, I'd say that's as good as you can hope to get, like, in terms of an average game out of him. But, like, if if Spross isn't getting these, like, megawatt games out of those two, like, he could struggle to put up points. Like, 121, not terrible.
2: But He would have beat seven teams this week.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not not terrible, but it's just it's not something seems to be missing. And he got 27 out of feeling he had. I mean, he had 126 yards, 11 catches and a touchdown out of Thielen. So he still gets 27 out of him At 16 out of his 16 is a great output from your defense, especially playing a great Chargers team who the Chargers are the hardest team, the hardest offense in Stinky to score points on as a defense, so he got a number of things go his way this week, and still only put up 121. Now, obviously, he does have that the injury to Chubbs, which which you got to factor in. I know that's a that's but- a
2: that's a big factor. I mean, that is is part of the trifecta that I thought was going to explode on people. You take him out of the equation, and it's a little bit more survivable. But he still puts up 21, 121 without his best running back. He had to slide McKissick, Ingram in there, and he, I'm sure he didn't want to play. Uh, Rager down there, but you know, getting the zero points for him could have been the difference in the game right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, while Frank again, he's had it, he's having a great season. He's won four straight games. He's beaten some really good teams in those four. I mean, he beat me, he beat TJ, he beat Spross. Now, not uh, to not to underscore
2: the the he is also playing without his number one running back in Saquon Barkley. So you know, full credit to to Frankie for pulling out a win with the same situation that Spross was in.
1: Yeah, so Frank, I mean, a, a meteoric rise from that 0-2 start uh, where he – I don't even think he scored 100 in those first two games. Maybe, maybe he was just slightly under 100 in the one game and a little bit over in the other. But since then, he's just been absolutely taking off. We will get into that, Brent, later on in the show. Uh, but first, uh, I think, Brent, you and I have had a pretty busy week. Uh, we haven't had time to go out and uh, – you know, kind of hit the hit the pavement, do the cold calls. We should have had booty doing some cold calls for us from Naples uh, because we really couldn't um get in. We couldn't rope in any new sponsors this week uh, because we were so busy, obviously, here in Florida, and then trying to get caught up from our weekend of fun uh, and and not so much working on Monday. So Brent, we're actually gonna go to the well here with some historical sponsors, uh, some throwback sponsors from the past year, some crowd-pleasers, some big-time favorites. Uh, This one I know in particular uh, was a big favorite the one year and honestly uh, had a presence this weekend in Naples, which we can talk about on the other end of this break. Uh, But let's go ahead and pause, get a quick word from them, and coming up right after this, we will go over the updated HSSR standings, that, and much more. Yo, what's up, Mike Nickus? If you want a front like you're on an episode of Cribs, then look no further than NR. As the official realtor of the Stinky League, we'll also get your crib sold so you can make it rain. We'll find you a fresh new pad outside of your budget so you can floss for a whole year before defaulting on your mortgage and sending that shit into foreclosure. We have a special limited time promotional offer of a bucket of KFC on purchases of all new homes. So don't waste time. Call NR today from your booth mobile phone. Welcome back in Stinky Nation. And Brent, I know I was excited to hear that one. NR, the official realty of the Stinky League. And Brent, the gates. Whenever we would come into the gates at Booty's Rental House here, there was an NR on the gate. So obviously they like built the whole development of where we stayed this weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, just uh, it's like burned in my brain, like just the, the, the logo on the gate. So I felt like we really had to bring this sponsor back. So thank you again for building the property or, you know, uh, you know, sponsoring the property where booty is currently staying and listening to this right now. And also for sponsoring the stinky cast, with your with your reality skills.
1: Incredible. Um, Brent, you know what else is incredible? The HSSR standings, we're about at the midpoint of the season now, I think. Well, not really. I'm, I keep thinking 13 games, but technically there's 14 games now. Um, but still, we're going into we're going into week seven. So we are approaching the the midpoint and therefore these HSSR standings are, they're starting to get real. You know, like we, we, it seems like just yesterday, we were talking about week one. Well, not much to talk about here week one. Now, all of a sudden, there is a lot to talk about. Not too much movement in the top four. Uh, where do you want do you want me to go through starting at the top and working our way down like we typically do here?
2: Sure, we can do that, but we already know who is at the top, still maintaining a perfect score of 28, I, you know, I didn't think we would see someone just resting at 28, six games into the season, Jay. But here we have TJ just, you know, staking his claim on that 28 number and not letting anyone else sniff it at this point.
1: Yeah, Brent, TJ, like you said, it's at least three straight weeks uh, with TJ, not just at number one, but at a perfect 28 with the best record or tie for the best record but then the most points. So breaking the tie tie breaker with me for best record. Um, And yeah, he's still, he's at one. He was at one last week. He's at one the week before, and he's still with a score of 28 is still the number one team. If the season were to end today and the playoffs were to begin today, uh, would be TJ with a score of 28. I like
2: it. I like it. He's like the, the quiet assassin. He doesn't, he doesn't get overly chesty every week that he wins and, But, you know, it wouldn't be nice to hear him, you know, participate a little bit more. But, you know, I'm kind of I kind of like the silent assassin and and just, you know, nothing you can do. He's like Teflon. Nothing you can do or say can affect him at the top there. He's just beating everyone down and holding on to that 28 number. But like you were about to say, shooting up the ranks for the past four to five weeks, maybe four weeks, is freak squad at the number two spot.
1: Right, Frank. By virtue, now look, Frank has a 24 HSSR uh, number at this point in time, as do I. Which, speaking of, look, I don't really like to boast about my team. I don't, and I won't. But I am the only team in the top four. I'm the only team in the league, other than TJ, that has been in the top four the entire year. So while I lose my two-week hold on the number two spot, I do remain in the top four for the sixth consecutive week, which we all know if you ain't going to be one, you at least want to be top four. So you don't have to sweat the play in game in week 14. And I am still in the top four uh, as of this week, even following my heinous 95 point uh, scoring week. Frank and I are actually tied with a HSSR score of 24. Uh, But, Frank has three more points than me on the year now, thanks to his one hundred and thirty point week and my you know, he outscored me by about 20 last week and he outscored me by about 30 this week. So he's outscored me by 50 points in the last two weeks and he's now crept to three above me in scoring and therefore by the three points advantage that he has, he breaks the tie. Uh, on that on that number, on that 24-point standing. He's at two, I'm at three. And rounding out the top four, DeRazio, who spent last week outside of the top four, bumps Spross out of the top four and slides into the fourth spot. So Spross and DeRazio are kind of playing, uh, you know, ring around the rosy or whatever with, with that, or Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, With that with that, you know, fourth spot. So Durazio slides in by virtue of the win and the big time scoring week that he had. He's back up to the four spot at 23 points and Spross drops down. He got the loss. He drops down to three and three on the year. Uh, And now Spross, therefore, goes to the five spot with a score of. 19 on the hssr ranking so you know if the season ends today your top four there the next the next four five six seven and eight spots which in effect would be a one week point race in week 14 like i said is spross with 19 points russ has 16 points brent you have 17 so actually you are sixth at 17 and russ is seventh with 16 and then stover rounds out that eighth spot uh, with a 12 on the HSSR uh, standings. And look, Stover's not where he wants to be. He's not doing very well from a, from a point standpoint, and his record does not look good, but he is in that four-play-in-seed uh, range, and that's really all you have to be. You don't have to be having a great year as long as you can squeeze your way in to those five, six, seventh, or eight spots. You will have a chance to play your way into the field.
2: Yeah, those four teams that are that are bottlenecked right there are, you know, not that far apart. I, I think that I am I am being held into that by record as opposed to points. And some people are being held into that by points as opposed to record regardless. That would like you said, that would be the play-in games. I am I have the 17 point edge over Russ with the 16 and Stover with the twelve. I think you're gonna see the most movement in the weeks ahead in this area. As opposed to the top four or the bottom four, and you have teams like Barco and Schwarz. Now Barco is nine technically out of this of the uh, of this four game this fourteen playing game, but he is tied with Stover, so he is not far. He he's he's clawing his way out of the toilet area, and he's actually
1: getting close to this playoff territory now. Right, but we do have another tie, Brent, as you just mentioned between. Stover and Barco, uh, they're tied, you know, at 12 points there. So technically, uh, Stover, by virtue of his point, his overall point tiebreaker, bumps Barco out of the four-game play-in. But just to give you an idea of how close that is, Barco right now has 701 points. And Stover has 738 points. So not as close as I thought, but he's narrowing the gap. It's about a 30-point margin right now. Uh, that is separating Barco from a playoff spot. So, uh, you know, we left Barco for dead kind of earlier in the year, and he's really making a lot of movement, too. He's not far away from getting himself in to that playoff territory. Schwartz, like you said, rounds out the final um, mediocrity realm of those two two teams uh, that are not in the toilet bowl. They're not in the play-in game. He's got 10 points. He's not doing all that bad on the overall points. I think he's uh, sixth in points right now. He is sixth in points, but only one and five right now. So Crazy, crazy. Right. So, that, so that's got him down nearing toilet bowl territory. And speaking of toilet bowl territory, Brent, 11, 12, 13, and 14, we've got Booty with eight points, which not where he wants to be, obviously but he just like 2 or 3 weeks ago he had 2 points and he was dead last so he's now up to 8 points which so, puts in- so wait, you're telling me after all
2: of the all of the chest pumping gloating strutting around that he's done over the past 2 weeks he's still one of the butt smear toilet ball teams <laughs>
1: That's that's correct, Brent. For now.
2: OK, OK, OK.
1: Now, maybe a big week here. Now, he's got some challenges here with producing a big week, which we'll get into when we look uh, at the slate of games this week. But a big week here will probably keep that upward movement going in the right direction into getting not, him. He, not, he's got he's got eight points and Schwartz has 10 points. So he's he's right. He's on the cusp of jumping out of the poopy bowl territory.
2: Not gonna, not gonna happen this coming week. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any lofty goals of clawing out of that butt smear toilet this week for Booby. But like you said, we'll get to that into the pick segment. But he is tied with Bags. You know, Bags has gotten getting a lot of flack and getting beaten up, and he's tied with someone pumping his chest. It's just a weird dichotomy going on right now because Bags doesn't love where, where what's going on right now, and the other one does. They both have eight HSSR. So you know. Very, very confusing things going on down here with the toilet teams. PRB still stuck in neutral, only has six HSSR. And man, the weasel just at the bottom of the toilet, just drowning in toilet water right now <laughs> with three HSSR. And, you know, this guy is, is coming out and talking some some smack too. And this dude's at the bottom of the standings right now. Just, just hilarious stuff coming out of that toilet
1: yeah so that i mean that that's where we stand right now um it, it, like you said there the, it's going to be tough kind of to move around too much hopefully it's going to be tough for the, the top four teams to move down too much too because uh i'm in one of those top four spots but there still is a lot a lot of time to go a lot of injuries going on right now a lot of bye weeks um you know yeah. just
2: we we are into the by NATO section of the schedule here. The teams, we'll talk about it in the pick segment, but the teams that are off this week are really going to, I think we were talking about, I think like the majority of the top 10 running backs are going to be out this week. It's going to be tough for teams to make up ground unless they're deep and not a lot of teams are that deep as we as we'll get to, but that's all going to be part of the pick segment, Jay.
1: Correct. Um, Do you want to slide in a quick MVP tracker update here while we're here, Brent?
2: Yes, let's absolutely get into the MVP tracker because I think we have some different teams to talk about here right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, not really. I mean, like I've been saying all along, TJ and, and Durazio is a two-horse race, um with primarily just it, it's all TJ at this point, I think. Um Durazio is essentially playing for second place, but I still think Durazio is a is a pretty comfortable second place. If you look at, you know, you've got me now Frank like I said is he's he has jumped 3 points ahead of me. So, you know, me only and Frank, only
2: three. like 40 behind. Durazio, though, 40 is not that much, especially in these bye weeks coming up.
1: Right. So, me, so Frank and I are, I mean, not tied. I want to say we're essentially tied. We're not. He's three points ahead of me, whatever you want to say about that. Josh Allen's on a bye this week. So, we'll see if maybe there's uh, some room to make up some points on Frank, possibly. But um, Durazio, yeah, is about 35 to 40 points ahead of both of us. And then 100 points, basically, above Durazio. So, like 130 above me and Frank is the runaway locomotive that is TJ Durkin. I mean, this guy is just crushing the field. It doesn't matter who's on bye for him. It doesn't matter who's hurt. This guy's just going to drop 150 minimum every week and, and win probably every game down the stretch and easily win the MVP of this league.
2: Yeah, he's at the point now where he has almost 300 more points than the lowest-scoring team in the the league, and that lowest-scoring team in the league would be Weasel.
1: Yeah, it's and Brent, it's only seven games in. This guy, I mean, I cannot believe how many points ahead he is in this race from number two. Uh, And, like, even number... Like, Frank and I have been pretty good this year. I mean, like, and we're not even close. Like, I mean... TJ would have to score under 100 points, like, two weeks in a row. And Frank and I would have to have, like, 150 in three straight weeks to get over him. Like, it's just, we can't catch him. Like, it's already over for anyone but Durazio. And quite frankly, I don't really think Durazio is a shot either of catching him. Like, it's already a wrap.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I would not say that, to be honest. I don't think that he is a lock to win MVP. I definitely think that Durazio primarily has a chance to catch him but like you said i don't know if anyone else really does have a shot at catching him unless both derazio at, at the mvp unless both derazio and tj fall off and that you know hoping for those two teams to completely fall off that's a lot to ask for so like you like you said i'm starting to agree with you that it's between those two teams
1: Thank you, Brent. I've been saying it for weeks, and and everybody says, "Oh, I, I'm too quick on the draw with some of these takes," or "Oh, there's plenty of games left." You know, after like three or four weeks, everyone's like, "Oh, there's all the whole season to go." Quit crying, or don't give up, or whatever. Listen, we can. You can see trends, though. Like so, barring like unforeseen catastrophic injuries or some sort, which I never, I never hope for. Obviously, I hate to see, and I and honestly, you can't do in terms of like prognostication or projections like i have to assume health for the most part for these teams and like you can see trends coming together in just three or four weeks like the teams that were at the bottom after three or four weeks are still at the bottom the teams that were at the top after three to four weeks are still at the top so i mean it's just it continues to stay in that in that same trend And it just it's getting more and more pronounced in terms of like TJ is just a runaway. Now, the championship is still, to me, completely up for grabs. Like, I'm not saying TJ is going to win the chip, but in terms of winning the MVP, I think it's it's a pretty I'm I'm in a pretty firm ground right now to say TJ's got this thing.
2: Yeah, like like you said, you know, um, it's going to be really tough, but. We are sitting at the pretty much as we talk here Jay, we are sitting at almost I think it's the exact halfway point of the 13 week season. So like there's not like you said there's not much time, there's not a whole ton of games left. We're at the almost the exact halfway point here going into week 7. So, you know, buckle up guys and if you want to catch TJ or Steve,
1: you better start firing away. Correct. Well, Brent, and we'll speaking of firing away, we'll check into uh, this week's slate of games. There's a lot of people affected by injury, a lot of people affected by bye weeks. Uh, we'll look into all that and address uh, our picks coming up right after this. Quick word from one of our sponsors, another historical retro throwback sponsor, uh, maybe one of a, a lesser known sponsors, but a very strong sponsor that we wanted to highlight uh, this week. Brent, it's one of my favorites. I know it's one of yours as well. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break here, get a word from them. And on the other end, we will go through our pick segment as that's heating up uh, between you and I. That's right after this. Yo man, when the urge strikes you to see a good concert, it's like hard to figure out what band is worth seeing. Here at Gay for Trey, we've taken out all the guesswork, bruh. Our Soup to Nuts website will like tell you exactly what the band Fish is doing at this very moment. So so that way you can begin planning your like 57th fish show right now. Founded by Michael Schwartz, this proprietary vision. Is rooted in seeing Ernest, Joseph, Trey, Anastasio the Third as many times as your busy life will allow. We also have this special section area for choosing the best drugs for like the set that you're seeing. Since every fish performance is like so fucking different, man. And trust me, you're going to need drugs to enjoy this, brah. Just listen. Night,
3: friends, <laughs> that it won't it.
2: So they didn't remember.
1: Need I say more? Sign up at Gay for Trey right now because somebody is definitely jumping in the tub with your brother. Welcome back in Stinky Nation. And Brent, are you feeling gay for Trey after that break? Uh, that is one of my favorite sponsors. I
2: think it's it's um, it was actually requested. Like, you know, how someone goes up to the DJ booth and requests a song. This was like a request to bring this sponsor back into the fold. By one of the members in the league, Rustle, Last Chance Rustle loves this one, loves loves your uh, your presentation of this one. And honestly, it, like upon re-listen, this one is one of my favorites, too. And, you know, it comes on the heels of me being able to go to my first concert since the pandemic. So, you know, a concert one was it felt very apropos for this week for me.
1: Nice, Brent. I, you know, and full full disclosure, we you know we split these r- the writing of these. Typically, we we you know we we take turns. Whatever, if, when if someone has a feel for something, they'll write that one. We go back and forth. Uh, we don't really highlight necessarily who's writing who or who's who's uh, responsible for which which sponsors. But I, I'll I'll you know squarely just offer out to the to the listeners that you wrote this one. I have I, this was over my head, obviously, and then. When I when I I remember when I voiced this one over, you were like, give me this. You were kind of like directing me on how the read should be. So I gave you like two or three different options and we kind of settled on the one read. And I think it just came together perfectly. It cracks me up.
2: Yeah. Like I said, one of my favorites. But that means it's time for the picks segment, Jay. And before we get into making the picks, I do want to I do want to highlight where we are last week. I, it, was a, it was a pretty bad week for both of us in terms of picks. There's a lot of red on this sheet. And I only had two right, which was picking you and Durazio. You only had three right, picking Booby, TJ as your lock, and Durazio. That means you climb back and I'll have a one-game lead going into this week, just so we know that.
1: Very tight, Brand. Still anyone's game. So every game is important and pivotal. Where shall we begin?
2: All right, let's kick this off with last chance Rustle versus the you know the reigning points leader currently, right now, and that would be TJ Wookiee Castaway.
1: All right, Brent, uh, you know, I did it last week, I've been doing it all year. Uh, no matter who TJ's playing, how desperate or dire it might look, uh, look, it's it's he's kind of TJ's like the anti J because I'm such a Bum and a loser. I just assume I'm going to find a way to lose. So I pick against myself pretty much every week, just envisioning ways that I'm going to come up to lose. TJ, like whatever it is, like whatever insurmountable type thing he might be facing, I just assume he's going to find a way to win. Right now, he's an overwhelming underdog by by via projection, but he obviously has a couple zeros in here because. He's got to do some work on the fab market. He's got to, you know, reset his lineup. This dude doesn't even bother setting his lineup, like, barely. Like, I don't – I. it's just unbelievable. I'm so jealous of this guy's success. He, do, he doesn't do anything on fab. He doesn't set his lineup ever, or, or, like, right before kickoff, essentially. I don't even think he's looking or checking this league, basically, and he's just crushing everybody. So I, there's really not much I need to look into other than the fact that I see TJ is playing in this game. Therefore, I'm going to pick TJ.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's some tough lineup, some some tough matchups on the other side of the ball from TJ, with Rodgers going against you know the Washington football team defense, and Kamara coming off the bye on Monday night going against Seattle. Their defense isn't that great either. Quarter spin, patter, <laughs> quarter spin, <laughs> quarter Roy Patterson going against Miami. Also, not a very good defense. I don't know. There's just a lot of things on the other other side of the ball that could lead to an upset here. And I just don't know what he's going to do, TJ. That is with quarterback. He doesn't have one on his bench. He needs to pick one up. I don't know. He hasn't done Fab yet. I don't know if he's going to. How can I pick this game? I, I, it, it's really tough. There's, you know, I looked at the quarterbacks that are out there. I guess there's a couple serviceable options, but there's also some competition in the marketplace. You know, I, I know that that Weasel, you know, did piss poor planning for. We'll get to that game for his quarterback bye week. So you know, who knows who's going to end up with what quarterback? It could swing this matchup, too, because some of them have good matchups. I don't know. Man, I struggled with this one because, like you said, how can I pick against TJ at this point? And honestly, at this point, I'm I'm not going to. It's going to be TJ.
1: It's as easy as one, two, three. You see TJ in a game, you pick him. He might as well just start an illegal lineup with Kirk Cousins still in his lineup, and he'll still probably win. That you
2: know that would be pretty painful for a lot of people in this league, and it would add to him being the most fined person in Stinky from from my from my memory. But um, all right, let's get into the next game here, and we will waste no time getting into your game against Med Dong Bags, the guy that you are that you've just been kind of beating up on in terms of uh you know where where he's headed, where his team is headed. So you know I looked at the matchups here he also has some fab work to do this week so i'm not sure how that is going to roll out he, you know he's got a lot of uh bye week he's got amari cooper on by he's got deontay johnson on by his two top receivers his top running back is hurt um you know i don't know if gibson's even going to play you know he's got some quarterback issues that he clearly laid out in the feedback section I don't know if the, how that's going to resolve itself. It's it's really difficult to pick anyone but you in this game, Jay. So I'm going with you.
1: Brent, it's difficult but not impossible because I'm going to do it yet again and I'm going to pick Joey Bags in this game.
2: There you- um,
1: ding! That's a ding <laughs> right there. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the loser bell, Brent. I don't know if you... I don't, that is not post-production. That, that was just my computer saying loser ding like I don't know what that was um, yeah Brian you know I'm just looking I like last week I just don't like what I'm seeing here I've got Swift obviously he's always limited with some kind of groin injury look Edmonds wasn't killing it before but he was a consistent double-digit guy for the first four or five games of the season until he hurt his shoulder then he's been hurt he's not been practicing he's questionable every week he plays but he's obviously been affected by the shoulder injury I've got Mini Bay on bye week right now. I've got Kadarius Toney, who was, he just looks like he's on the cusp of an explosion if he can ever stay healthy uh, for me. He's out this week. Judy's not coming back this week either. I, you know, I get, I do get Carter and Davis off of bye weeks, and I think those guys are starters moving forward, but not this week. They're at New England. Brent, these two cats combined for like four total points. In their first matchup against New England, like, I wouldn't play either of them this week, but I have no choice because of the buys and the injuries and stuff going on on my own end of the ball. I've got Brady playing a pretty tough defense this week. There's just nothing to like about my matchups. Not much to like about bags either, but I almost found a way to lose last week despite going against a very easy opponent. And somewhere sometime these things will catch up with you. I think I will I think I will get the loss I deserved last week and bags is gonna get over 500 unbelievably with probably about hundred and five points this week.
2: Wow, so you were picking bags all right that's that's I'll definitely call that an upset. I mean like you said, you're basically two or three in HSSR and he's down into the opposite end of the spectrum so this this almost falls in the territory of you know, it being crazy to pick PRB over TJ. We'll see how this one works out. But next up on the slate, we have speaking of Frankie freak squad versus the, the toilet weasel. I'll start calling him now that he's at the bottom of the list. And yeah, Jay, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I look at this matchup and granted, I know that he doesn't have a quarterback in that's weasel. And I know that Frankie freak squad is lining up Davis mills. Well, you know, I I don't want to say that Frank could, could make some moves. He could be in the market for a quarterback this week too. seeing that Davis mills is going to be at Arizona. Arizona is one of the tougher defenses in the league. Who knows what we got going on the freak squad over there, what he's going to dial up. But I got to be honest with you. I mean, there's no way I can pick weasel in this game. I I don't even know how he won last week and he's, he's definitely not going to win this week. So, I'm taking Frankie freak squad in this one very easily.
1: Uh, Brent, have I used Frank as a lock yet this year? Do we know? Yes. Fuck. Okay. Well, I will not (laughs) talk Frank. I will be picking Frank though in this game. We don't really need, I don't need uh, to go over much um, as I was going to lock him. I couldn't recall if I used him yet or not. Uh, Actually, I think maybe I picked him as a lock against myself. I'm not sure. Um, So, yes, I will just be concurring with this pick and with you on this one. And we agree yet again, I think the only difference we have right now is my game.
2: Correct. So far, you have bags. I have Jay in that game. So just one difference. We agree on this one. Next up on the slate, we have mandatory black blowy Steve versus hey, stinky Schwarz. Now, you know, tough to tell. I I mean, it looks like Schwarz has set his lineup at this point. He has Darnold in whether he's going to make a move of quarterback tonight in fab who knows, but you know, his, if you know, he's not in a position to have anyone not play in his starters because his entire bench is all zeros right now. And he needs to make a move to pick up a defense because the bills are on by, there's a lot of moving parts this week. It's really hard to pick these games. You said it was easy in our, in our, you know, in our pre-call little segment there, but I don't, I don't see it being that easy. I mean, Durazio has Dalvin Cook on a buy. He doesn't have any running backs on his team. If you look at his bench, it's all tight ends and receivers. So, you know, he needs to pick up a running back, whether he's the one that's going to go hard for De'Ernest Johnson or not. We'll see. But you know, that's like a one-week band-aid. A lot of tough situations here. This one, you know, Kyler Murray you <laughs> CBS projecting him for 35 points. Pretty funny. That's a pretty high projection, but just based on everything I laid out there, I'm giving the edge to DeRazio in this one.
1: Brent, I think this is an easy game. I think most of these games are pretty easy, honestly. Uh, and I'm just going to pick Durazio. I mean, I, I don't look, he's going to pick, he's going to pick something up. I, I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste a lot of fab on Ernest. Um, if I were Durazio, I would just get somebody serviceable to plug in there that can get me five or six points. That's gonna be enough to get the win this week. Um, you know, I I don't think I really need to review much of this either. I think this is an easy call. I concur with you yet again, Durazio. All right. Well, let's see how you
2: feel about this next game up on the slate here. Table Boy Spross versus yeah. PRB in the butt or PR in the butt, I should say.
1: Well, Brent, obviously CBS feels like this is going to be a close one as it is a 50, 50 projection right now. Um, and it looks like maybe they're set. I'm not sure. Uh, look, it's a, it's kind of a, a coin toss like uh game, mainly just because, you know, Mixon seems to be trending up, but he's playing against a tough defense. Um, I, I mean Stafford is a is a consistent guy for for PRB and is coming off of a nice little week um and I just don't care. I think that Spross has, you know, had a couple down weeks, maybe not necessarily down weeks, but a couple weeks in the 120s. Uh he's got some some dry games out of Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in there and I think that a wet explosive game is due up, maybe like a Facial explosion game out of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And they're playing a a Tennessee defense, which, Brent, let's face it, is not very good. Uh, In coin toss games, I go with the better team. And Spross's team is without question the better team. I'm going with Spross in this one.
2: Not only am I agreeing with you and going with Spross, but I am locking Spross this week. In in my picks here, I like you said, you mentioned a little bit of a wet explosive on PRB's face. I think that's what's going to happen here with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I think this is one of the weeks that it goes down. And like you said, I think it goes down right on PRB's face. I know he prefers the cream pie, but this is going to be a facial, I think.
1: Impressive. I, I, I agree with you. It might be like a bukkake, too, honestly.
2: Oh, man, just... Several just all over his face. Watch out, PRB, this week against Spross. I have him locked in. All right, next up on the slate, we're going to go to the Princess Barfo versus Bad Gay, wait, Sad Gay, no, <laughs> Mad Gay Booby this week. And I'll, I'm going to let you take this one. I took a few in a row there, so I, sure. th- I feel like I need to hand this one off to you. Okay.
1: Um- now, Brent, look, look, l- listen. L- let's let's wrap. Let's wrap about this. I, we all know I love the commish, and I'm rooting for him to not only get out of the toilet bowl, but to make the playoffs against all odds. Well,
3: it's just-
1: I look at this lineup, and I've got a lot of concerns here. I mean, I see Murray with a projected one point, which to me says he's trending down in a bad way in terms of his availability for this week. Then I look down the rest of his bench, or the rest of his lineup, and I see two guys on IR right now (laughs) who are actually in his lineup. And then I see, I then get down to his bench area which has all six guys who are on by somehow this week. Like this is one of the worst like by injury situations I think I've ever seen uh, from any team facing, uh, you know, plus his one, like his guy is like consistent guy that he can bank on a bear is also one of the buys. So, I mean, look, Barco's not a world beater by any stretch. But he's trending in the right direction. He scored some points the last couple weeks. He's gotten some wins. Brent, I ask you because, again, I'm not sure. Have I used Princess Barfell as a lock this year? You have. I have? Yes, we
2: both used him the same week in week two.
1: I don't even know who I'm going to use as a lock. I'm going (laughs) to retroactively go back and pick someone else as a lock here uh, rather than on the next couple picks. I don't know, Brent, but I am definitely going to have to pick Barco in this matchup.
2: All right, so we we agree on the pick, and I also, uh, you know, I mean, I looked at this game in advance because I was looking at how the bye weeks were, were going to affect everyone, and man, this cat just has a bad string of bye weeks, plus just not a, a very good team. He doesn't he doesn't really have the soldiers to really hold up the, these bye weeks. He's you know he's not deep enough, you know. I just saw while we were talking that even Sony Michelle isn't even, isn't even practicing. I don't even know if that cat is going to play, and he's like a backup running back. I mean, he he's he's clinging to a thread here. There's I wish I wish I still had Barco as uh, a lock that I could pick because I would lock this shit in so tight he wouldn't even he wouldn't even know what to do. But all I can real, do is
1: real real quick. I not not to spend too much time on this game, but look at Booty's bench right now. He's got. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, Digs, Schultz, uh, Chenault, and Herbert on his bench. Other than that, it's just the Steelers. Like, who's he gonna drop? Like, he needs he needs to pick up like two or three players. I mean, right? I mean, look at he's got two guys on IR. Are they coming off of IR or going to IR? I'm confused.
2: Uh, well, uh, Perrine was on COVID IR. I think okay. he's hoping that he clears, okay. so you know that he could have him. I think this it was the same case for Damian Williams. Okay. Um, so you know he okay he had his first bat with COVID in like you know like twenty two months or something like that. You know, sad violin. Feel real bad for him, but you know he has you know Latavius got hurt. Sony Michelle is hurt. So like you said, if Michelle and Murray don't play, he might. <laughs> I mean. Unless he wants to drop, like, Chenault. I mean, Chenault's not that big of a deal. He's not that good. So he could probably drop him. But he, he can afford maybe one drop, but I don't think he can afford two. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take a zero this week in one of his spots as opposed to dropping someone.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking looking at the, the drops he would have to make, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, he might
2: just have to drop Sony Michelle. Might have to drop, you know, one of the COVID boys that he has on his, you know, in his lineup there in order to fill his lineup out. But, um, you know, I'll be eating some popcorn, a little butter, a <laughs> little, you know, a little sea salt on there and just seeing how that works out.
1: <laughs> All right. So we both have Barco. Where do you want to go next?
2: Well, it's the last game on the slate, Jay. And I, I mean, unless you go retroactive here, you need to right. pick Lockyer. And <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, uh, you picked Stover as a lock already. You have not picked me. So you're either picking me against Stover in this matchup or you're going, you're backtracking. So, I mean, do you want me to let you
1: go here and, and talk this through? Well, Brad, I got to be honest with you. I'm not picking you in this game at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not either. <laughs> I it's going to be a retroactive pick. I like, I like Stover's. I like his outlook for this week. I like a number of his matchups. Um, You've got some tough matchups this week. So, like, I've already locked Stover anyway. um, So I'm not going to be locking him there. But I am going to be picking Stover over you this week.
2: Same. I You know, look, I have some good matchups and some bad ones. The bad one being, you know, Burrow and Chase against Baltimore. I'm not really feeling that one. Although, I feel better about it than I do the, you know, the Chargers going from the West Coast to the East coast in a one o'clock game like they did last week. Cause you remember the week before that Carson Wentz kind of lit them up with like 400 yards. So I don't think the Ravens are, you know, unstoppable or, you know, like unpenetrable, I'll say on right. defense. I just think it was a bad spot for, for the chargers coming in there. So, you know, I haven't given up all hope, but I do think Stover wins this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like now, I mean, Stover. Stover's been he's been very hot and cold this year. It's hard to get a read on his team in general, um, but he's still floating around there in those that play in territory. Yeah, he he kind of needs a win here. Two he two and five is is going to be an untenable situation, um, and I think he's going to get a win this week. Looking looking at these matchups, uh, you know you have to. I'm not sure about mclaren has got that little red red cross the, that
2: you the hamstring that popped up. Right. And saved saved Booby's ass last week that came up on Friday, so he's still nursing that hamstring. Well, I mean, the expectation is that he's going to play. So right. I think it's just like one of those nagging things he's going to have to fight through and hope it heals up.
1: Well, brett we've reached the end of the picks. Let me ask you: if I used Durat <laughs> as, a- uh, you have not used Durazio. I'm going to have to go ahead and put a lock on Steve Durazio this week.
2: All right. That's the locker. Then we both have table locked this week. I have Spross. You have Durazio, And you have, after a clean sweep last week by the kitchen, you have now picked a clean loss sweep this week for the kitchen. We'll see how that plays out, though.
1: Correct. Yeah, I I picked against Ducci, against Booty, and against myself. Um, so I, I have I have speculated that all three kitchen members will lose. Maybe if it's not too late, booty still in Naples. Tucci, if you're listening, maybe you catch a flight here and, and I'll I'll pick you up. Just get the flight to Tampa and I'll we could drive to Naples and get the good Naples juju going again.
2: You're going to need to do something crazy because I don't see even that saving your asses this week. I think, you know, I think there's going to be like a deep dive into the shallow end of a pool for you guys this week.
1: Oh, hey oh, hey-o. do don't know if I don't know if Stinky knows that story. We'll leave that off the cast and maybe maybe uh, someone can tell the story on the side or on the, on the WhatsApp chain. Uh, but, Brent, it was a fun. I do have to say it was a fun weekend. Uh, in Naples, getting to hang with you, your lady, and Tucci.
2: Absolutely. I think we had a blast, um, you know, pretty much every day. It was good to see Cat down there, and, um, you know, it was just a fun time for all. I think we all had a blast. A lot lot of wet hot tub action, and, uh, you know, just a great time overall. Even got some wet ocean time in. Just a lot of wetness.
1: It was it was as wet as we anticipated, I think, that weekend. I'm going to use it. This is the hat trick for those of you counting. Everything came to fruition this weekend. It was it was as wet as, as was expected. Um, fun times. I'm still kind of in recovery mode. I've been sleeping like eight hours a day the last couple of days, which is a lot of sleep for me. My body desperately needs it uh, in recovery mode. And luckily, Brent, we do not have a London game for a third straight weekend so I don't have to be up at like 9 a.m. or whatever to watch 15 hours consecutive of NFL football. But that does bring us to the conclusion of this show. Uh, It was uh, great catching up with Stinky Nation uh, on the events which transpired in week six. It looks like it could be another lower scoring uh, week overall this week uh, on the field. So we'll have to uh, review that next week. Uh, with you guys, Brent and I look for us same stinky time, same stinky channel. But until then, though, Stinky Nation,
3: good night, night now. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, DMX and i be the best. You see the rest, they looking like they need a rest. One more time, I'm going to spit at you some shit that's going to get at you and be fucked. you rap niggas, I have no friends, you still acting up, running around here like some brand new pussy, that's about to get fucked, the game don't stop, I'm still getting down, but whatever, whenever, that's why my shit is hot.